Alrighty. Welcome to Conversation Reparations, Conversation Reparations, Conversation Reparations, a show brought to you by Encobra, the National Coalition of Blacks for Reparations in America. We have been bringing you this show twice a month since June of last year, so we're coming up on our first anniversary of, of doing these shows. We um, want to think about on this particular show, we wanted to lift this show up in honor of uh, Dr. Imari Abubakari Obadeli I, who was uh, the founding visionary of Encobra. We also like to add that Queen Mother Dorothy Ben Lewis was also uh, a part of that vision and bringing into existence Encobra, as well as a team of other people, but they were the two primary driving forces. His Earth Day was just May the 2nd, um, so we want to lift his spirit up and remember him and his great contributions. Some people call him the father of the modern-day reparations movement is one tag that he's been associated with, uh, as well as we did a show um, not too long ago about the Republic of New Africa. He was also one of the visionaries who brought that into existence as well. And we talked about the role of the Republic of New Africa and reparations and then even how Encobra was birthed out of the Republic of New Africa, both being um, largely um, visioned and, and implemented by Imari Obadeli. So we want to pause and give thanks for his spirit. Um, I just saw a beautiful quote on social media that said, I may not get it exactly right, but it says something to the effect um, that I walk in the spirit of the ancestors so that I can illuminate, so I can illumin, illuminate for those who will walk after me. Um, may not exactly got it right, but it was along those lines. Uh, it was a very inspirational quote for me because I do a lot of work with the ancestors and um, I always feel like they are guiding me such that I could do greater and better things, just that we could have a better and greater future for our children and those yet unborn. So we decided today we want to focus on our Encobra Convention. Uh, we've actually gone through uh, several transitions with our Encobra Convention. Every year, Encobra has an annual convention. This will be our 31st uh, annual convention. Uh, we initially had planned on having it in Selma, Alabama, and we actually have the, one of the largest number of memberships um, in Selma, Alabama. And so we have been going to Selma, Alabama for many years now, uh, part of the um, Selma Jubilee Bridge Crossing. If you haven't been there, we encourage you to go. I think we offered this show about that a little while back as well, about the um, Selma Bridge Crossing Jubilee and how we have been working to infuse reparations into that. But anyway, because of um, COVID-19 and coronavirus, as many organizations, as many uh, different uh, entities have been have had to do, we we thought long and hard, and actually we made a decision even early, I think, on in the game in February. We were questioning whether we should just kind of wait and see, and then one of the elders said, no, let's just make the decision now to do our convention online, and we decided to do that. Uh, in addition, though, to doing it online as we continue to look at different things that were going on and 
um, the planning for the convention. We decided to push it back. Uh, usually our convention is held the fourth weekend in June. Uh, also, um, we say that the stars weren't necessarily best aligned for an online convention at that time as well because of Mercury retrograde, and that's another conversation. But anyway, um, we were able to um, convince the planning committee to convince the board that we should uh, push the convention back to July 30th through August 1st, and that it would be a fully online convention as well. Um, many of the um, board members are of Encobra are a little older, so to speak, and so we know that um, some of them have had um, uh, having some challenges with keeping up with the technology, and, and we understand it, and we're going to have several uh, workshops and training sessions to get people more and more familiar with the technology for our online convention. However, it's actually in divine order as well because we had decided also, in addition to having the convention in Selma, that our theme was going to be around involving young people, youth and young adults. And, and so we actually came up with a theme of reparations today, what the youth them say. Reparations today, what the youth them say. And so with the idea that we wanted to um, really focus in on attracting young people to our convention this year. And so with that in mind, we're going to actually have um, a youth track where we will focus, uh, we'll have uh, reparations uh, activities and reparations education and reparations um, inspiration for those uh, under 30 young people. And and so we are looking forward to that. So with the change in the technology, um, which many of them are much more attuned to, it actually um, com is coming together rather nicely. And actually we have some of the young people who are on the planning committee who are also now stepping up and helping us Helping, helping us olders uh, work out some of the technology and get more familiar with the technology and helping us to plan a dynamic online convention. Um, we have seen um, as this COVID-19 has progressed, we've been following some other organizations and some other groups who have been having um, online conventions and looking at how that has been going and how, you know, what are some of the learning lessons that we can learn also as we plan ours and actually, someone reminded me, and I, I, I don't know, I shouldn't say reminded me, I knew this, but, um, you know, we have actually have had several of our conventions, you know, physical conventions, but we also did stream them as well. So it's not the totally first time, but it is the first that the whole convention will be online. However, for example, last year when the convention was in Detroit, uh, with the help of the Nation of Islam, we live streamed most of the convention including um, the town hall meeting where Minister Louis Farrakhan was the keynote speaker. And you can find um, video clips of that on our website and cobraonline.org. And as well as prior conventions, um, we had conventions um, in Dallas and in other cities where we live streamed uh, parts of the convention um, through various mediums. So uh, we're, again, just working on uh, all of us are adjusting and adapting to this situation and, and what it presents for us. And, and, you know, we did feel like it was very necessary, though, uh, in this time for us to 
um, continue to move forward with reparations and continue to move forward and have our convention because even because of what's happening. And again, we did another show on that. I don't know if I should keep referencing these past shows or now I feel like a broken record now. But we did also the Hood show. Uh, the, I think the most recent show we did was on um, COVID-19 and reparations where Yes, it we was, were, Brother Jamal. Um, where we showed... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes, it was. Um, but this is Scotty, sound engineer. I want to recognize the call from uh, last 42229. Uh, um, are you one of the scheduled guests? And thank you for joining us here on Conversation Reparations. Thank you. Yes, I am. I'm Sister Yomi, and I'm in the uh, okay. female coach of the Youth Commission for Encobra and one of the uh, co-chairs for the NCPC. And what's the NCPC? It's the National uh, Committee for the Planning of the Convention. And this year, of course, we will be having a virtual convention. We'll be online streaming live. Yes. Um, thank you for... Um, we... Yeah, um, um, we... And so... As I said, we, we, we have had some conventions where we did some partial streaming of those conventions. And so we are moving forward with this online convention this year. Oh, I know. I'm sorry. I was talking about, yeah, COVID-19 and reparations and why it is important at this time, even more so, for us to continue to lift up the demand for reparations. And, and we even um, voted on at a board recent um, board meeting that we're going to even create a new campaign called Demanding Reparations Now um, because we see how money and resources are being allocated as a result of this um, particular um, pandemic, and we feel like those some of those resources need to be directly um, allocated uh, in a, a special way for people of African descent who um, suffer in a different way than uh, other people in this country. And so reparations, even as we um, experience this pandemic, is definitely appropriate and accurate and um, for us to make that demand and continue to make the demand and even make the demand even stronger. So so welcome, Sister Yomi, for um, calling in. I think that um, we... I just kind of, you know, was talking about, you know, how we shifted from Selma to having a convention online. I'm not sure how much of that you heard or didn't hear. And um, so at this point, I guess we could begin to talk about a little bit about some of the, what we think, you know, what, what we're planning for the Encoba Convention. And hopefully also Sister Lily X will be joining us as well um, to focus in on the youth aspect of the convention. However, you as the youth um, co-chair can also do that if she doesn't um, come on. Awesome. Thank you. Well, as you said, originally our convention was going to be in Selma, Alabama, historic Selma, Alabama, home of, uh, you know, the Civil Rights Movement and Bloody Sunday. Um as well as the Bridge Crossing Jubilee, the largest annual commemoration uh, of the uh, Bloody Sunday, which happened in the 60s. But due to this pandemic, um, we are being uh, moved to take our convention up online, as so many others have had to take their conventions, classes, et cetera, online. Um, 
As a result, uh, we have pushed our convention back a month because there is just a lot more planning and um, uh, working out technical, uh, you know, resources to uh, make that convention successful. So we will now be convening uh, online July 30th through August the 1st. We have scaled back the convention um, and basically identified three topic areas that we want to focus on. As you said, um, COVID-19 in particular, um, as it relates to reparations, and it definitely does on so many levels. Uh, of course, um, just uh, visiting or revisiting um, our legislative uh, uh, bills that are out now, uh, H.R. 40, uh, SB 1083, bringing people up to speed with that, and more importantly, how we as a community can get involved in making sure that these bills get passed. We are very, very close to... Um, seeing HB 40 become a reality um, in terms of being a commission that at least they'll begin to take a closer look at uh, and and hopefully uh, we believe, you know, uh, eventually help to pass reparations for our people. And then um, our third topic area we're looking at is that intergenerational uh, dialogue with our elders uh, since the focus this year of the convention will be around youth. Uh, we've been very uh, adamant about making sure that we strengthen our youth commission, that we have input from youth on every aspect of this convention. So they've been involved in the planning, um, coordinating particular workshops and, and uh, activities for themselves. Um, just moving in uh, leadership roles. So it's, it's it's been a big emphasis uh, of Encobra, and and the main focus of the convention this year is to get some 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 young people in there to get more youth involved in this reparations movement because uh, it's their future that's more at stake even more than some of our elders because of the, the, the gap in age um, and any strong organization. I heard you mention the Honorable Louis Farrakhan when I came on, and uh, one of the points that he reiterated with us last year um, is that youth have to be a part of any organization that's going to be a strong and uh, an organization that can withstand time because uh, you have to have youth in there so that we can pass the torch to, so that they can continue the work. So we're very happy um, that that is the main focus of INCOBRA this year, as we are happy to be serving in this uh, chair now, or in this seat as female uh, co-chair of the Youth Commission, but looking forward to passing that torch on to another young person, and hopefully she will be able to join us this evening. All righty. So we're going to break down a little bit more about the, the, the schedule. So on Thursday, we, we, we intend to have uh, the youth track 
um, young people are developing, and we'll come back and get more details on that the, on Thursday evening. And then on Friday, we have our general membership. July 31st, we'll have our general membership meeting and, again, another youth track. And then the strong, uh, we call it the strong day of programming and, and activity will be primarily on Saturday, August the 1st, where we begin with uh, welcome and libation, uh, reparations orientation, and also we will again hear from the young people. We've interwoven the young people all throughout the convention. The Saturday afternoon, we'll have a panel on reparations and COVID-19, which will have um, uh, our national male co-chair, Cam Howard. Also, we're inviting Dr. Patricia Newton, who is a psychiatrist and uh, expert on post-traumatic slavery syndrome, uh, post-traumatic slavery disorder, and will really break that down for us and, and again, build on the conversation that uh, we shared in the last show about COVID-19 and epigenetics. Uh, we also we also have invited uh, Brother Ed Whitfield, who has come to several of our conventions. Uh, he has an organization, a reparations uh, loan fund, and he uh, will be speaking around the economic disparities that impact our people and how uh, that um, connects up with the COVID-19 coronavirus and how and we also were inviting Dr. Kyra Shahi, a uh, young um, scholar activist, uh, as we had her on the prior show as well, when we were talking about the university studying slavery and how they, um, the university that she's with has, has invested in really doing some healing work with some of our young people around uh, reparations work and um, looking at the role that they need to do to to have some repair given their um, history. And then we have Brother Martin Muhammad, who is a youth, uh, young activist uh, in the Birmingham, Alabama area, who will also be giving us, like I said, the youth perspective on COVID-19 and reparations. As we move into the second panel, which will be the main panel uh, for the day, we'll be, uh, as Sister Yomi said, we'll be focusing on HR 40 and SB 1083. Um, we often talk about HR 40 on, on past shows. Uh, however, we have continued to make progress with more and more Congress people signing on to SB. Um, excuse me, congressperson signing on H.R. 40, as well as senators signing on to SB 1083. And in addition to that, though, we we intend to, we hope to have uh, some of our congresspersons who have been moving the H.R. 40 forward, including Sheila Jackson-Lee and Karen Bass, as well as an invitation out to Cory Booker, who introduced the Senate version of H.R. 40. This particular panel, though, in addition to looking at the federal legislation, will also look at some of the initiatives that have been going on at the state level and city level. Again, we had on a prior show Alderwoman Ruben, excuse me, Robin Bruce Simmons from uh, 
Evansville, Illinois, who passed local le- legislation in her city uh, to create a reparations commission, as well as um, Charles Barron, who has put forward legislation at the state level for the state of New York to introduce reparations commission, as well as Christopher Rabb, which we also had on a prior show, who is working as a state representative to bring uh, reparations commission for the state of Pennsylvania. And then we'll round that out again with the young youth voice, uh, Sister Lily X, who has um, Uh, embraced taking up the charge of the next generation reparations movement. Brother Jamoke, can you hear me? I hear you now. Uh, Yes, we have uh, last 42789. I don't know uh, if that is one of the scheduled guests. Um, but if so, if you can unmute yourself, just hit star star. And any listeners who have a question or a comment, just hit star star to unmute yourself. I'll see you on the board um, and then acknowledge Hello? you. Yes, thank you for uh, calling in the conversation reparations with Brother Jamoke. Just, Brother Jamoke, they, I believe that's your other guest. Yes, this is Sister Liliette. All right, great, great, great. So yeah, so and we round this this out, and then we probably take a break, and we'll come back on the other side and bring um, Sister Lily X in as well as Sister Yummy back in. So the the closing panel will be on uh, intergenerational dialogue, where we will have elders and those in the mid range, along with the young people, to have this conversation on reparations, what we can learn from each other, what the elders would like to share with the young people, what the young people would like to share with the elders, and how we move this thing, how we move this thing forward and pass the flame of the baton on. And we also intend to have a Instagram party on Saturday evening as well. That's been very popular right now as we have been experiencing this quarantine mode uh, all over the country, we have seen these um, online parties. So we still, like, we usually have a social event as a part of our Encoba Convention. So we will do this, do, we still will have one this year as well. And so I think we're right at the time for a break, and then we will come back on the other side and bring Sister Yomi and Sister Lily X into the conversation. Talk Radio, your choice for digital black radio. New black media for the new millennium. All right, we're back. Conversation reparations in Cobra's twice a month broadcast, podcast, getting the word out on what's happening in the reparation movement, specifically what Cobra is doing to move this forward as well. And so... We are excited to have uh, Sister Lily X, who attended our convention last year and is 
one of those young people that have taken up the charge, that is willing to grab the baton and move this um, fight, this demand forward. So why don't you, why don't we start by this first time we've brought you on, have just share a little bit about your uh, background and activism and how you even come to the table as an activist and wanting to be involved with uh, reparations movement. Oh, um, yes. She might have herself muted. Yes. Okay. Oh. Yes, I unmuted myself. Sorry. Um, but, yes, I oh. am Sister Lily X, and I have a background in activism um, that started um, probably around my teenage years um, advocating for special populations, specifically um, people living with special needs, um, and then my own demographic as a young African-American woman. Um, and so really my activism started by advocating for myself, um, and then that grew into my other areas of interest because my background is psychology and criminal justice. So I started um, doing activism as far as reform to our uh, injustice system that is in the United States of America. Um, but the reason, the way that I got started on reparations activism um, is specifically thanks to NCOBRA. Um, I always knew that reparations were something that we were owed um, as um, African descendants of slaves here in America, but I never really saw an opportunity to get involved until um, I attended the NCOBRA convening um, last summer in Detroit, Michigan, and really um, saw the framework that had already been laid out. And that was very inspirational to me to see that my elders um, had already, you know, taken those steps and saw that, you know, this work had already been in the works for decades. And, you know, as a young millennial, um, I, I, there really was a place for me to fall in. Um, and it, it kind of just seemed like perfect timing um, because many of the elders in the organization were ready to pass the torch, ready to educate um, those of us in the younger population to, to how we could not just have this be something that the government is talking about, which that was a huge milestone that we experienced with the HR 40 hearing, but they're also teaching us how to take it a step further and actually demand reparations in real time. And so we say reparations now. Um, or they say, um, you know, what the kids them say, reparations today. You know, that's another one of our sayings. So that's a bit about my activism background. I was most recently affiliated with the ACLU, which a lot of people know um, the ACLU uh, has joined. The reparations conversation was very supportive um, during HR 40. They're definitely one of those organizations. Um, so I did have a professional background with them, and then I serve professionally as the Deputy Director of the Dallas Peace and Justice Center. Um, so outside of reparations, those are some of my other activism things, but right now I'm ready to uh, put the pedal to the metal and fully and solely focus on reparations because I know that reparations are um, way overdue. So thank you for having me um, on your show tonight. Wow, and thank you. I think you answered my second and third question, so now i got to move to the fourth question. <laughs> <laughs> so when you talk to your peer group around reparations, what, what, what are some of the responses that you, you get, or what, how do those conversations tend to go? 
Well, um, I think the conversation around reparations is very similar to how the conversation around reparations has always gone. Um, the conversation, a lot of people know that we want, or when I say people, I'm talking about our people. Um, we know that we want reparations. We know that they're needed, but we don't really see how it can happen um, because mm. so many times we've been told no, um, or we look around at the world today and we see how even, you know, things like healthcare or education, you know, the bare minimum that should be allotted for almost all people and, you know, all our citizens here, we don't, it's, it's almost like pulling teeth to get that. So I think a lot of young people feel disheartened. They feel it's um, kind of a pipe dream to believe that we will receive reparations in our lifetime. And so that's why I have committed and put my energy to saying and persuading, you know, my peers to say, no, we can happen. This can happen and we can do this, but we are going to have to be the ones to make this happen. So I think a lot of people want reparations and we're open to brainstorming, but um, due to what we've seen happen in the past and what we see happening now, it's, it's hard for us to imagine how that would happen, who we would, who we would have to convince, you know, to make that happen. And so, like I said, I'm grateful to be a part of INCOBRA because I'm learning that, you know, we have a legislative committee that is um, doing an amazing job in educating all of us on how to lobby our local um, state and federal representatives um, so that, you know, we can move them first. And then when the time comes, we will have allies on our side who can move it in the house, you know, move it on the Hill in Washington. Yeah. So, what um, I want to dig a little deeper, what are some ways that you try to maybe convince them that it's winnable, doable, practical, will happen in their lifetime? What are, How do those conversations look like? Well, um, <laughs> a lot of that for me, I think, just starts with, I mean, we're really, I mean, I know I'm on social media and we're all really big into social media um, as far as my age group goes, so. I think just the education around um, whether it's videos or, you know, books. Um, Brother Jamoki, I know you said you're going to send me a list <laughs> so I can continue my self-education. And when I, you know, when I get those resources, I will definitely be sharing those with my peers. But I think even things, um, if you go back to movies, you know, like Roots or things like that are um, – you know, hidden colors and things like that. We we have opportunities where we can educate ourselves around reparations, and that's I just try to share those resources with my peers, um, so that we can start sharing those conversations or sharing that information, having those conversations amongst ourselves, um, so that we can say, okay, this is tangible and it doesn't have to come in the form of a check. Um, I think that's where a lot of people get stuck, you know, similar to how we're getting the stimulus check and, you know, all these other things. Um, people think that's the only way that reparations can be paid out. And uh, so a lot of times I do a compare and contrast of other groups in history who have mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. received reparations. You know, um, we, we see the Jews, we see the Jap uh, people of Japanese descent. Um, mm -hmm. And we even know Native Americans, to a certain extent, have received a form of reparations. And so even when I frame it like that, a lot of my peers seem to understand the conversation a little better and say, we can receive reparations in various forms. And yes, why not if other groups have in 
you know, society as a whole or countries have been able to strategize reparations for these other groups, why would they not be able to do it for us? And so um, usually when I kind of just hold up the mirror, I, I don't have to mm-hmm. say much. <laughs> that's that's right. my biggest convincing piece. I just kind of hold up the mirror and then provide um, self-education resources. Awesome, awesome. So you said something I thought was interesting earlier. You said that when you went to the Encobra Convention, you felt um, you felt there was a place for you because I think sometimes people sometimes people may come to an event and if they're new, they may not necessarily see where they fit in. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. So I'll just leave it like that. But um, I, I thought that was you know, and because we know in Cobra, you know, you know, we have a lot of older people and so. But you said that you saw yourself fitting in. So I just wanted to to build on that also in the sense that we talked about um, that the theme for this convention is, Yomi and I both mentioned about how we want to have young people more involved in the COBRA in the reparations movement. So what are your thoughts around, I know that the youth track has come up with some really great ideas of how to involve young people more into the COBRA convention. So what what do you think are some things that we need to do or are doing to invite uh, in COBRA and just to invite young people to be more involved in, in the convention this year? Um, well, this year specifically, I think um, it would it would be best if we reach the young people where they are. So again, like I said, a lot of us are on social media and that is what persuades a lot of my peers. So we will have to have, uh, uh, you know, media and promotion that uh, targets those spaces. Um, I know we've even strategized potentially even does Incobra need a TikTok account, you know, because how big and huge TikTok is right now. And even during this time of quarantine, when, you know, you see whole families from various demographics on that platform. And so, you know, we, we think about how we could create content on the youth commission. We think about how we could create content that could be applicable to that platform but still stay true to our message and the message of reparations now. Um, Other platforms, we know our Instagram, Facebook, um, even Snapchat. And I think partnerships would be a great way. So partnering with organizations or partnering with um, specifically youth-focused organizations um, or specifically Mm -hmm. I love the term youth-led organizations. There are a number of youth-led organizations out here that I think would – um, be willing and able to partner with us and help spread the message. Um, I think the best uh, the best way to reach them is even if we focus on colleges or uh, educational institutions specifically. I know that's a little hard during this time of COVID-19 um, because so many, so many of our life has become socially distanced, but I think that we can still reach those spaces like black student unions or uh, African student unions or places that we know our people are, our young people are, and tell them and, you know, that we want to bring them into the fold or we need their help. I think if we specifically let people know that we need help, I think that's, that's part of the, that's part of the call. That's part of the ask. Um, We need to let people know that we can't do this by ourselves. This isn't something that's going to happen because of one individual. This is going to be something that happens because of the collective and the whole. Um, Mm -hmm. So 
I think I think it's really gonna be up to us as far as how we advertise and promote the convening and the message overall. Yes, yes. So, uh, and, and Yomi, you know, I know you've been working with the the youth as well. You wanna just add on to what are some of the um, plans um, and uh, strategies to bring young people involved in into the Encoba Convention? Um, yeah, well, I think that um, my sister has um, articulated that well in just utilizing the platforms that young people use today to, first of all, be able to reach them. So the various, you know, social media platforms, um, the content, uh, developing it so that young people are attracted to it. Um, so the Youth Track uh, subcommittee has come up with great ideas of influencers that they like to hear from, um, endorsements that they like to secure from some of the um, well-known celebrities, uh, various artists who actually speak about reparations in their work that they produce. Um, So just basically, again, using platforms to reach young people, having content that is interesting to young people, and having it more than just your average conference or convention where you're sitting down listening to panels. In many cases, they're not interactive. Our youth want to make sure that they have interactive panels, and then they want to have other activities that will get youth excited, keep youth involved and engaged, but mostly um, secure them so that when the convention, that actual event is open, we have young people who are are, are picking up the baton, as you said, um, that's uh, accepting the charge and willing to um, come out on the front lines and do this work that so many of us elders, so many of our ancestors have been doing um, in this reparations movement. Because when reparations are secured, they won't only be secured for one group, they will be secured for all of our people. So we need all of our people working towards it. Right, right. Yeah, so we also have, uh, as a part of our convention, there's always things that we tend to do, and we're still doing them again, just adapting some of them to the new technology. So we usually produce every year a program book which has information about the Coalition and COBRA has also has um, articles about current events in the reparations movement. And last year, we actually produced the, the program book. We went out of our way to invite a lot of different um, uh, scholars and activists to contribute to that book, and we had quite a collection of, of articles from um, from many people in different organizations. Where, may not be quite as ambitious this year, but we still will do our program um, convention book, which will have materials about the organization and, like I said, current event articles. And we'll be, and we will also put that online. Uh, it will be a digital, so that will also be new for us as well to have the um, convention book in a digital format. So all of this is going to help us to move forward and to continue to um, use the technology in an effective and efficient way to uh, reach our people. Uh, we will also have a registration fee with our 
convention, our, our registration fee is $30. And, uh, there's a discount rate for young people under 30 and, and, and even more discounted for those under 21. And we, with, with their registration, though, with $15, um, you get a one-year membership with Incobra. And so we will be encouraging people to to get a membership minimally, but also to pay a registration fee or additional amount if they choose to make a donation of a larger amount. Um, we are, we also have uh, T-shirts. We printed T-shirts, as we mentioned earlier, that the convention was planned to be in Selma. So we printed T-shirts, and we will be putting those T-shirts for sale on our website very soon, as well as people, if there's still some left, will be able to um, acquire T-shirts at the um, convention, at the online convention as well. And am I leaving out anything, Sister Yomi? Um, no, it sounds like you had it covered pretty well. <laughs> we do um, invite um, young people of all ages to come and be a part of the convention. Um, learn about uh, HR 40 and SB 1083. Find out what in, uh, reparations is. The five injuries that we as a people have suffered as a result of um, our experience here in America, uh, being an enslaved people for so many years, going through um, other types of uh, oppression and 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 loss of rights here in this country, um, which has brought us to this point where we are, as we said, demanding reparations and not just demanding it, but demanding it now. Um, so we want you, we want to invite all young people of all ages to come. We say uh, youth and young adults, and we kind of um, identify our youth as between the ages of 10 and 21 years, and then, of course, our young adults from 21 on up uh, to at least 30, 35. Um, we are seeking sponsors so that we can bring our young people to the convention without being able to charge them. Um, so there are some folks out there who might be able to sponsor a youth or two by making a donation uh, to Encobra or registering a youth. Um, again, we want to keep it free for our young people um, and our young adults. We only want to encourage them to give us a five, uh, $15 uh, registration fee or donation fee, which in actuality, as you said, is actually a one-year membership uh, in INCOBRA. Um, but it's also very challenging times. We re recognize that. But there are still some of us who can afford to say, you know what, um, I'm going to make sure that I get some young people involved. I'm going to sponsor one or two or three or four or five or more from my area, my community, or maybe you don't know them directly and you just want to make the donation to Encobra and indicate it's for the uh, registration fee or membership fee of a youth. We would truly, truly appreciate that. Again, um, going back to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and so many others that have reminded us that an organization is not a sustaining organization. 
if you don't have young people involved. And we are really, really on that mission to up the numbers of young people that we have involved in the NCOBA organization. Yes, yes. Um, One of the uh, uh, quotes that uh, Mama and Jerry used to say, which is a quote she got from Queen Mother Moore, um, Uh is there is no success without successors. That's right. Yeah, there is no success without successors, so we understand. So we're going to give Sister Lily X a two-minute you're going to make a two-minute commercial right now for the Encobra Convention um, directed toward the young people. Uh-huh. Yes, I'm, I'm ready. Go for it. <laughs> like now? Right now. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, well, hello, peers and kindred and family. Peace to you all. I am here to ask that you join us. Um, please remind me the specific date again, uh, Brother Jamoki, of our convening. July 30th, July 30th through August 1st. Okay, July, please join us July 30th through August 1st for the Encobra 31st Annual National Convention, where we will be talking about reparations, but not just talking about reparations, We will be strategizing how we will be getting our reparations because we want reparations now. We want reparations today. We do not want to have to wait another second, and that means that all hands need to be on deck. Uh, We need young people to pay the $15 to attend the conference, but if you don't, please still, if you can't pay that, please still reach out to get your foot in the door with the organization so that you okay. too can learn how you can be a benefit um, for reparations for our people and for our future. Woohoo! What do you them say? Reparations, reparations today. today. That's what right. What do you them say? Reparations today. Reparations what do you today. them say? Hey, reparations today. today. What do you them say? For the next generation in this reparations movement. So the youth them have to say, and the youth them say, reparations today. I say. I say. Yeah, so we are coming to a close. Um, We thank you for supporting Cobra. We invite you to come to our national convention this year. Uh, the general membership meeting, which is on Friday, is open to INCOBRA members, so you can participate in that. And then, as we said, the main day of programming will be on Saturday, August the 1st, where we will have the three powerful presentations um, on um, reparations and COVID-19, HR 40, State and Municipal Reparations Commission. Uh, youth track will be interwoven all throughout the schedule from Thursday through Saturday. And we will close out with a, a party jam session. That's right. That's right. Um, you can find out more information by going to our website in cobraonline.org. In cobraonline.org, 
We encourage you to get involved early. You don't have to wait through the convention. We need volunteers. We need uh, organizations to come on board as sponsors or co-sponsors. Um, businesses can support, as was said, can um, underwrite some young people's registration fees or just support the overall work of the reparation movement. We even want to encourage people to consider getting a lifetime membership with the COBRA, which is $500. And so if you haven't done that, you feel moved to do that, you can do that as well. So conversation reparations. Thank you. Thank you, Sister Yomi, uh, co-chair of the National Conference Planning Committee as well as male, female co-chair of the Youth Commission and Sister Lily X, uh, youth activist within COBRA, uh, moving in, in up on leadership. We give thanks to both of you all. And thank you, Brother Scotty Reed, our engineer. Yes, thank you for and, having us. And my name is Chimoke Fatale, your host. And can we reach at reparationsj at gmail.com, reparationsj at gmail.com, or 678 Four three seven seven eight eight two six seven eight four three seven seven eight eight two. Again, we dedicate this work that we do um, in honor of many ancestors, but one of those ancestors being Mario Badelli, uh, who just whose Earth Day was May second. I say. Yes. I say. More reparations. Yeah, this is to the lighter faces. Hell yeah, I want reparations in spite of races and light of cases. I'm taking straight to the United Nations. This might ignite the races and the Empire State. Cause I don't want a piece of the pie. Give me the entire plate. Trying in these dire straits. Dying at a higher rate like inflation. But where poverty, I'm impatient. The system needs work, justice is the maintenance. Open up your eardrums, our unity is fearsome. I speak with a sincere tongue, I fear none. Anti-